Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to the Pisgah Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Mangler, and that is Drew, and you are listening to Pisgah. We're coming to you live from the picnic area at the Burgermaster in Townsend, Tennessee. Uh, it's a bummer they're closed for the season. It is. Let's uh, talk about the past week and news and updates and things like that. Yeah. You and I took a trip to Richmond last weekend. We did, yep. See some friends mm-hmm. and uh, celebrate the life of a dear friend of ours. Yes, we uh, rallied hard with a lot of our Richmond homies and BMX brethren to celebrate the life of Evan Vendetti. He was part of our OG Pimpski squad and just uh, a really awesome BMX dude that we had been kind of riding bikes with for over 20 years. So it was great to to rally with everyone, and, and you and I had a pretty good five-hour trip up to Richmond. Yep. Yeah, the world's definitely operating on a lower vibration without Evan around. He'll definitely be missed and somebody I'll never forget. Evan had a huge impact on the, the bike scene in Richmond uh, overall, as well as like BMX and just fun having in general. And so, you know, you and I took our, our mountain bikes up there and kind of to do our thing we went and ripped a lap over at the james river park system which is kind of like um uh, a really cool trail system that does like a loop around where the james river flows through downtown richmond and over to bell isle where they have like a cool skills park the trail system is really awesome it's kind of creek techish with some cool rock features and you know we definitely have to give a shout out to uh, another good buddy from the BMX world, and that is Kit West. He is on the the trails team with the city of Richmond, and you know we've seen a lot of cool trail work that they have done on that project uh, with some cool rock features and just overall maintenance. So it's awesome to see our BMX homies, you know, doing cool stuff in the mountain bike scene too. Absolutely, and it was great to get to ride some urban trails that are actually fairly technical mm-hmm. you know we don't have out there there were no extended climbs but they spice up the climbs by putting some rocks in in opportune places to spice it up and and make it difficult and there's a lot of neat artifacts from industry as well as natural terrain and it's just a really cool use of space and i think that it's a good model i think a lot of municipalities could benefit from checking out how they've laid things down because you can link up some neat pieces of property that have some features on it if you just look around and and figure it out and plan it and get the right people to build the trails the urban landscape has a lot of really cool interesting stuff that's fun to ride bikes on yep absolutely yeah so we gave our weather report last week and it actually ended up being a little bit wetter and colder this week than our forecast from last week. Right. That's just kind of Appalachian weather, though. Uh, like Baker said, it's always changing on us. Yeah. And speaking of changing, I believe we're both kind of changing up some different zones for the the week for the Christmas holiday. Uh, I'm headed up to cold and snowy upstate New York and Drew. Where are you headed off to? I'm going to head out to uh, the coast. Uh, Most of my family and my wife's family are all currently residing uh, in and around the Wilmington, North Carolina area. So heading out to the coast and hopefully the weather's fair. 
Yeah, hopefully so. A couple of weeks ago, I ventured way over the mountain to towns in Tennessee to meet up with Chris Camier of C2 Recreation to talk about his new bike park that we've been hearing some whispers of. Yeah, I'm really bummed I didn't get to go out there with you. I was not feeling excellent that weekend, but after listening to this interview, I definitely wish that I could have made the rounds out there to check it out. And it's it's on my near future list of places to check out for sure. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's throw this down and get all the other listeners psyched on it. Yeah, leave it out, man. I'll follow you. All right. Some friends from Colorado are spending their winter in Knoxville this season, and on their first weekend in town, we had planned to rendezvous for a ride. When that tough decision came up of actually where to ride, Trevor suggested this new bike park over in Townsend, Tennessee that was opening that weekend, and that we should check it out. Well, Trevor's mentioning of this refreshed a memory in my head planted by none other than our friend Shrimper. He had some magical tales of a private bike park opening to the public, then that his company Single Tracks had had a hand in building along with some other trail-building companies. So, of course, I blasted a semi-cryptic text message to Shrimper, requesting some beta, and he responded back in even deeper cryptic Appalachian vernacular, but accompanied with a contact of a guy named Chris. Well, Chris happens to be the dude that designed the park, and after a few back-and-forths, we landed on a meeting in the parking lot of the Holler Bike Park. And after miking us up, we went for a bike ride up the mountain. So we are at V Hollow in uh, Townsend, Tennessee, right at the kind of the heart of the Smokies. Townsend is uh, an access town into the Smoky Mountains, and this is a 160-acre bike park. Right on. And right in there. How did this all come about? So the Clayton family, uh, Kevin Clayton, owned this property they wanted to make a bike park out of it and so they reached out to AMBC to kind of just see if this was possible and um AMB said yes and I think uh through a few different phone calls I was able to get involved with it and talk with uh Kevin Clayton and Corey Clayton about developing this and so we helped put together a concept plan for them and uh, kind of put that in their lap and had a couple back and forth and figured out what they wanted. And yeah, and then uh, broke ground on it in uh, November 2020. Wow. And here we are, December 4th, 2021. Yeah. Yeah. I would say 90% construction was completed by June. Um, last summer. So it sat, it sat for quite a while as they finished up some of the civil construction pieces with this and we're getting a couple other kind of things in line. And then, uh, they hired an operations manager and he's been kind of tuning it up and getting ready for opening. And here we are in December, like it's, it's ready to rock. Also, it's like 60 degrees out here. Yeah. Yeah, they got to be psyched on the December yeah. soft opening weather. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I was, uh, I was like, man, it's better to be lucky than good on that one. <laughs> totally. Uh, so you, you mentioned that the Claytons reached out to AMBC. Uh, who exactly is AMBC? 
So AMBC is the Appalachian Mountain Bike Club, uh, and they are based out of Knoxville, uh, Tennessee. I am actually own my own little trail consulting company called C2 Recreation based out of a van. Based out of a van. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Talk to me a little bit about the property. It's a, it's a really cool looking spot. <clears throat> We're sitting in like a like a nice new picnic table pavilion in the field in a holler. And we've got some cool skills features around us. Something really cool. This is like the type of spot where you come to as like a family retreat or something. Yeah, so it's actually, it's an old uh, trail riding area. They used to do commercial trail rides here. And there was a, a lot of relic horse trails when we were doing the design. And they were wicked steep and wicked exposed. And I was kind of blown away that they were leading trail rides for tourists out here um, when the Claytons bought it. And then uh, the... Adjacent property is um, called Little Arrow Campground, and they also own that. So it, it is kind of this, they all play on one another for a place for families to come hang out. And so, yeah, it's a, a little bit of kind of field that they've decided to leave as field to probably run a little bit of an ag operation in mm -hmm. here eventually. And then the rest of it is... Basically, two steep wooded hills that are on either side of the V hollow. Yeah. And uh, they're about 400 feet elevation to the west side and to the east side of it. It's about 350 feet elevation. When it came to figuring out how you're going to kind of design the two different sides of the holler, what was kind of your mindset? Well, the first goal was to make this as kind of green and blue as possible, which, you know, you can judge for yourself. It's pretty not green and blue terrain. I was trying to bring bigger climbs, bigger descents okay. into this system. So talk to me about how these two different sides of the holler are different. So the left side, the west side is, um, the working name of it was Park Mountain. It's a little bit lower side slope grade. So the, the overall hill grade's a little bit more mellow. Um, so we knew that if we wanted to build berms and jumps and things like that, this was probably going to be the mountain to do that on. It's got a little bit more elevation. So we we're able to run a little bit longer trails off of it. Mm -hmm. And since it is the higher one kind of committed to doing mostly top to bottom loops. So it's all the way up and all the way down. Although there is a, it's about halfway hub um, where there's a, a blue and a green um, flow trail descent off of that also bring you back down to the bottom. Nice. So it's either a 20 minute climb or about a 10 to 12 minute climb to, to get your loops in on that side. Okay. And then the other side, the east side, the working name on that one was Adventure Mountain. It's a lot steeper. It's a uh, a little bit lower and it's a little bit smaller in acreage. Um, so we did a lot of short hand built kind of connectors in there to make it a lot more loop options. There's a long traversing kind of meandering uh, XC trail that was machine built going up it that goes through some pretty rugged terrain. That's, that's pretty fun to ride through. And then there's one top to bottom descent on that one. That's okay. 
that's a machine built kind of definitely more speed flow um but there's definitely some tech in there too nice hey, hey. What's up, squad? <laughs> hey. dude there's a lot of people out here this is awesome i guess it's, this is where all the cars in the parking lot are at yeah What's up, squad? Hey. I don't know you, but you're cool. You too. <laughs> Welcome to the party. Oh, long time to see. Ding dang! All right. So the other side, you can do bottom of the mountain, mid mountain, and top of the mountain loops, as well as some longer top to bottoms. They call it like a stack loop system. Yeah, it's a little technically. Yeah, I wouldn't quite call it stack loop. Okay. More kind of hub and spoke with mid mountain and top of mountain hubs. Nice. That's trail nerd right there, though. So, <laughs> so what's the elevation relief like here? So, Adventure Mountain is about 350 feet of relief, and then Park Mountain, which we're going up, is about 400. Okay. So it's it's pretty easy to go get a couple thousand feet of climbing out here. I mean, yeah, you do, you know, three top to bottoms, and yeah, never seen these trails so packed in. It's awesome. This is what, like day two of officially being open? Yeah, last weekend they were pretty open. And even this side is also hub and spoke. Yeah. With two main hubs at the top and handful at the bottom. It's always interesting to study the terrain when I get on the other side of the mountain range from home. Is it mirror image or? No, definitely some similarities, but I feel like I see way more red clay out here. Yeah. And then, the forest definitely seems a lot more mixed species of trees. Oh, okay. You guys a little more piney over there? Uh, dead hemlocks and, <laughs> and uh, poplars. At least majority of Pisgah is like that. Kind of from where it got like strip logged in the 30s and 40s and then poplars took over. One of the challenges this is basically just conservation of real estate here, trying to make sure we could fit all the experiences. And so it's dipping down and rising up and avoiding bluff lines and trail alignments. Yeah. What's the acreage we're sitting on here? I think it's 160. Okay. So yeah, what would you say? Like Don't quote me on that one. Like 13 miles of trail? Yeah, it's, it's pretty dense. Yeah, the rock is definitely different here as well. Yeah, yeah, you get into the exposed parts that are quite weathered and then the buried rock is really friable. Okay. Wouldn't say it was easy to dig through, but it was possible to dig through. Okay. The switchbacks are good angles, even for my extra long tall bike. Yeah, you'll see that the climbing turns especially are made for long bikes. Not that you had anything to do with that, I'm sure. No, no, not at all. Or shaggy. Nice looking ribbon of single track down there. Yeah, so that's Blue Flow Trail that uh, I'd ride built. Knight's actually riding back a couple behind us. Okay. And uh, so he and his crew built that. That was the first, I think that was the first trail to punch out to the bottom. Okay. So for riding, we were actually just able to do rides. You're you're able to actually cut a lap. Yeah, that was an exciting day. So is over there is that just the Smokies? That is the Smokies. You can actually see the Parkway 
from the top here. Okay. The Adventure Mountain actually borders the park. Oh, it's over there. Yeah. Now this is e-bike legal? It is, yeah. Yeah, they'll have a fleet of rentals here. Hit those tourists. I mean, 400 feet elevation is still 400 feet of elevation. Yep. So it's like we scoot around to the backside of this ridge a little bit. Yeah, so they own all the way down to Weirs Valley Road. Okay. Hey, and then we're up here with a party. And there's a party and a bottle of Windex. So prior to meeting up with Chris, I had clocked in a top-to-bottom run on the mountain on a blue-rated trail called The Rattler with ex-BMX legend Jeremy Famberg before he and his wife dipped out back to Ohio from their weekend trip. But also there's just like a random bottle of Windex at the top trail hub. So you rode this I rode blue? this left side. Cool. Yeah. So. Left side, and then when it ended, there was like a black techie trail straight across. Yeah. Did yeah. that. Did you take it down? Yeah. Okay. And then to the super tight berms and the little tabletop sections. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was real fun. So yeah, that's, that's Shaggy's top to bottom contribution. Okay. And then these other two trails here, that's Knight and Ryan and Steve, and they built... They built these two with a, a machine-built kind of jump flow trail okay. uh, to the left, and then a hand-built flowy tech steep, really awesome trail to the right. Should we ride that? Yeah, we can. <laughs> so we're here to do. Okay. I guess you want to drop it? And... Yeah, but I'll let you lead the oh, way. Right, let oh. Ryan and Steve go. Oh, it is party train. Yeah, that night. Should go. I'm definitely sweeping this bad boy. Alrighty. Okay. Oh, leaves are on. Near a single track. Big old worm. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, that was really sweet. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's a good trail, isn't it? Yeah. Some of the fallaway stuff, super good, and I really love the rock work in here. Those two guys up front were. Who did that? Who made that rock stuff? Raise your hands. Y'all did good work. Half the group raises their hand. That was really cool. We need more of that. The leaf litter definitely adds a, an element to it. What exactly was your role in this massive project? So my role out of the gate was helping put together a concept plan. So I worked with uh, Shaggy, local Knoxville star, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Brian Han with AMBC and then uh, Randy Connor with uh, Contrail Tra Trail Design Company. And they came out and did the scouting and then we put together a... Uh, a pretty pretty straightforward concept report for them. They just wanted to see trails on the ground and know kind of the experience we were shooting for. Mm -hmm. And then got the thumbs up on that, tweaked a few lines, and then started flagging. Um, and so I helped with the concept, did, I think I flagged every single trail out here myself, mm -hmm. um, at least the corridor. Uh, the builders tweaked those a little bit mm -hmm. as they came down. 
And then I also managed the construction on all the trails for the, for the Claytons. So this was kind of a little bit different project than what some of us have seen in the past where one company does the bid on the project and then they kind of have the whole project overall. But talk to me about how this was a little different. This was a little different in that they hired me to basically get this to market as fast as possible. And so I had the, the wherewithal and knew the people to, to bring in uh, seven different trail building companies. I think we had 37 to 40 different trail builders, like individuals that touched a piece of dirt out here. That's impressive. And so there's a ton of different flavors. Like it's not just vanilla with a bunch of different mix-ins. Like mm -hmm. it's vanilla and chocolate and strawberry. And yeah, we got, we got 31 flavors out here. And it, and it, and it really, I think it shows. And I think once people kind of figure out the trail system because there are there are some fun bits to it and kind of figure out the lines and the loops that they want to do i think they're gonna get a kick out of it what was your thought process with picking out these individuals and did you have like specific areas that you thought that their building style would adhere to best I did, and, and I'd worked with all of them before at some point okay. on, on projects, and so I kind of knew what their building style was. You know, I, I've had the pleasure of working with Shaggy on a, a couple different projects, and I knew, like, if I threw out a trail example to him, he would knock it out of the park. So the, the top-to-bottom blue descent that he built over on Parkside Mountain um, that's the rattler. The name of that yeah. Trail. The rattler. Yeah. I, I threw out to him, like, let's build that to be similar to bomb dog out in Anniston, Alabama. I and, see that. And he knew it and he was yeah. like, okay, I can work with that. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the, the thought process that we went into okay. to building that. And then, you know, like Knight, he has done a ton of stuff out at Baker Creek. Uh, he built um, Nightfall out on Sharps Ridge in Knoxville. Mm -hmm. He's done, he's doing EWS stuff up in Vermont. Um, and so, like, getting his crew in here was kind of like, okay, do your EWS thing and do your jump thing. Okay. And then, you know, Sean Leader from, from Windrock was out here as well building and, you know, he's able to do some, some Windrock flavor out here mm -hmm. and, uh, Valerie Naylor out from Brevard, like she's, she's the queen of rocks. And so stuck her in a pile of rocks and she built amazing trail mm -hmm. uh, out here and, and really laid it down. So all the different builders that came out here were able to, kind of build to their strength. Um, let's not forget Shrimper. Let's not forget Shrimper. Single Tracks came out here and uh, showed up with an army. And they built, I think mileage-wise, they might have the most mileage out here. And so they were all on Adventure Mountain. Okay. And so they did the machine-built cross-country trail up there through bluff lines and you know you, you hear them crunching rock and you yeah. just kind of like don't want to walk up there because they're going to cuss at you but you also want to see like kind of what they're laying down so you poke your head in there and they got smiles on their faces hanging off the side of a mountain mm -hmm. you know just loving it and then they threw down some rad hand cut too and and you know I, i've 
first time I worked with Shrimper was um, on a pretty difficult build overseas in Europe. And um, that's the one where you guys were having like the helicopters bring your machines yeah, in. Yeah, heli yeah. lifting machines in, and we dropped him off in like a, a massive pile of rocks as well with a machine, and you know, big smiles and just kept trucking. Yeah, yeah. Totally. We're here on kind of their official uh, opening weekend, and there's a lot of people here. Yeah, I, I I need to get a picture of the parking lot before you know people go home for the the Sunday afternoon. But yeah. the parking lot was packed, and it's yeah. a sizable parking lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was psyched, and we just rode up to the top, and what were there thirty people yeah. at the very top, Easily 30 hanging out? Yeah. And I think there's got to be at least three or four times that in the mm-hmm. system right now. Yeah. And, you know, we, we did our descent and regrouped and, yeah, and, uh, you know, ran into a few other folks. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's, I was pleasantly surprised, but not really surprised because okay. the, the stoke factor on mountain biking is huge yeah. in this part of the world. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there's a new system around, you know, yeah. I knew people were going to want to be checking it out mm-hmm. and see what it's all about. Yeah. Where do you think the the demographics are going to be pulling from for this place? I think I think your your year round daily rider is going to be coming from from Knoxville. Um, you know, you might have somebody coming down from like Johnson City just to check it out. You might have people coming over from Asheville. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be your year round rider. I think in the shoulder seasons here in the fall and spring, when the campgrounds and Townsend are all full, once the word gets out as well, I think you're going to see a lot more kind of tourists that are going to change their trip to come through here and, you know, experience the Smoky Mountains, float the river, go for a mountain bike ride. And yeah, that's the, that, and that's kind of the, the angle that the Claytons were were going for on that is yeah. is is seeing that like oh this could this is just going to be a really great amenity mm-hmm. for the town. Yeah, and it's like we're situated between two campgrounds. We have the national park right here, and then pretty much just on the other side of the national park, we've got Cherokee with Fire Mountain right. trails. So you know, like it's not a bad spot to come to for a. <laughs> summer spring fall vacation no i mean regionally the riding around here like there's too much for a one-week vacation yeah like way too much Mm -hmm. and yeah for a for a spring fall holiday yeah you can't go wrong i think with coming to kind of this east tennessee western north carolina world and that the riding's off the hook the weather's off the hook. The forests are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely worse places to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you think this place is going to fare for wintertime riding? You know, it's really interesting. We were able to build year-round out here, and we were able to ride year-round uh, as well. In fact, we had the first descents kind of wrapping up um, around Christmas time last year. So we were able to ride December, January, February. And so the lower part of the mountain was can be a little bit soft. And I think that's just kind of how the soils wash down. Mm-hmm. Whereas you get up not too far out of the, out of the main drainage and 
So it's there's a little rock. There's a lot more rock. There's kind of that red clay, but there's a lot of sand in it. So mm-hmm. it drains really well. And, and even after big rains, like like multiple inch rains, it was a day or two before we were out here riding again. Okay. Yeah. And what direction are we? Are we, is one of them kind of south facing? Yeah, so we're kind of looking, we're looking due north right now at, at the south face of Okay, so that'd Park be the, park, the Parkish Mountain. Yeah. So that would probably dry out a little bit better. That dries there. out faster. The, the, um, and all the trails on Adventure Mountain are actually north facing. So those dry out a lot slower and you kind of get some seeps popping up because there's a lot more bluff line in there and stuff. So I think park mountain will be definitely open year round. Whereas I think adventure mountain will probably close down uh, as needed with with weather. Yeah. So right now parking the parking lot road across the bridge. Uh, There's a guy over here in a little 10 by 10 pop-up tent doing waivers What's kind of, how how does that look in the future? Are they looking to get a little bit more infrastructure? Yeah, so they're going to work on some more infrastructure. They're going to have a little bike shop with some some basic parts like tubes and, yeah. um, Tubes, chains. Tubes, chains, lube, yeah. And then a rental fleet out of there uh, with e-bikes. And so this will be both uh, analog and e-bike friendly. And right now they're doing handwritten waivers. I think in the future they're planning on having uh, you be able to do an online waiver. Oh, nice. Uh, so it's a little bit more seamless. As of now, this is still intended to be free and open to the public. Right on. That is so awesome. So sign your waiver and come out and ride it. And mm-hmm. It's pretty good. And, you know, right now the, the Burgermeister's closed, but, you know, the parking lot is right by the little burger joint here and i heard that provides some great people watching as well as decent burgers there it's always good people watching out here you get in the national park scene and the people watching is pretty pretty good yeah (laughs) what else is there left on the future of this spot seems like there's a lot of potential so there is a lot of potential they've actually gotten two stops in the uh southeast enduro for next year oh um and uh, not back-to-back weekends. I can't remember what the dates are. I'll have to look online. But mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just recently announced. Yeah, that was just recently announced. And so they're definitely planning on having some more events here. Uh, they have this huge grassy space. So Seems like prime spot for a mountain bike festival of sorts. Prime spot for festival, for, yeah, testing, whatever. Yeah. Bring out some vendors, bring out some festivals. Uh, they can do that here. And then, yeah, it's, I think the kind of the world is their oyster. I think right now it's the, it's the new car and they're just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And, um, but I think once they get going on it, but it, we built it kind of reserving a lot of this big flex space, making these lower down hubs kind of available Mm -hmm. so they could run the festivals and and kind of funnel people through um, one or two main ingress points. I've, I've been a part of a lot of, a lot of system builds. And I think that this one is, is one I'm most proud of just in that the, the terrain is, was challenging yeah chris thanks for your time is there are you active on social media way for people to keep up with what you're up to 
I'm on social media. I wouldn't say I'm active. Uh, my Instagram handle is Mountain Biker Yeti, and uh, my company is C2 Recreation, and we got a website. And yeah, that's uh, that's about my extent. I, okay. And I know the park has an Instagram account. I think it's like ride underscore V Hollow. V Hollow. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll throw all those in the in the mentions, and then uh, yeah, I guess uh, it's all about riding bikes. And it's starting to rain a little bit. And it's starting to rain right on cue. It is uh, 1 o'clock. The rain got the memo that it was supposed to start. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Should should we try cranking another lap? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we should go do, uh, we should go start up uh, Adventure Mountain and see see what the weather does because there's a a lot of bailouts. So we can can jump on some cool hand cut or we can go all the way up. Man, I really think that Tennessee, especially eastern Tennessee, in and around the Smokies, is kind of the next bastion of untapped land to open up for trails. It's excellent terrain. It's like you guys touched on. The weather's pretty good year-round. It's in the mountains. It's in some of the most iconic and legendary mountains in the world. And, you know, the fact that there's not more riding in those areas is surprising when you step back and take a look at what they have to offer. Yeah. And it's been a while since we've mentioned this, but early on in our podcast venture, we shared some news of uh, Cock County, Tennessee Mm -hmm. being awarded this huge grant to build mountain bike trails. Well, while I was out in Townsend hanging out with some of the Knoxville crew, some, some people did speak off the record a little bit about that project and We've got some wheels turning. We got some some contacts flowing in, some messages firing back and forth. So, you know that western slope of the Smokies is going to start getting some action here soon. So, yeah, keep that keep that in the radar. Yeah, that's definitely good to know. It's on the horizon. We haven't talked about it in a while, and because uh, I you know completely forgot about it, so I'm psyched to remember that. Well, yeah, it's kind of falling off everyone's radar to some degree. But um, to go back to riding out at V Holler, you know, I wanted to do a little bit more with this episode, but unfortunately the rain did come in on us and on our second lap, it started getting a little peanut buttery on us. You know, the trails are pretty fresh. They've not really been ridden in well, so we didn't want to push things on that. But some, some things I wanted to share, there is a really cool jump zone area. You know, it's got multiple lines with wooden lips. It's like three lines that are, you know, the progressive style jumping with dirt landers the transitions are really good on the on the wooden lips and i only rode probably about i don't know almost two-thirds of the system got a good tasting of a lot of really cool stuff so my my hunger to go back out is pretty high so drew maybe here soon you're not going to jump back over the mountain and uh and yes there is an awesome burger spot attached to the parking lot but they are closed currently for their off season because that area is kind of on like a, a tourism season and the winter is kind of their their off season so to speak so definitely when things warm up a little bit you have mountain bike trails tubing campgrounds and a burger spot and ice cream so right there at the trails which would be really awesome yeah those are all things i like burgers tubing and obviously mountain biking so yeah let's uh let's make a date in the springtime to go back and do a follow-up on this episode dude i'm definitely into it 
Well, with that said, and we talked about the weather that we got wrong this past week. Is there anything <laughs> noteworthy in the weather for this week, even though we're both evacuating? <laughs> Honestly, man, it's kind of a bummer to, to be evacuating. Funny enough, it was actually snowing in Charlotte today, or like, like north of Charlotte, which was kind of odd. But uh, years past, I've been really bummed on Christmas Day or like, you know, the, the Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, day after Christmas zones because it's been like gray and rainy or just super cold. But man, this weekend, seriously, Friday is a high of 59. Saturday is a high of 68, which is Christmas Day. Sunday is a high of 69. And then Monday is a high of 65. And then Tuesday is a high of 65. Uh, we got some precipitation moving in, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday range. But still, like, yeah. What I said last week about Austin mountain bike weather actually applies to this week. So I was just a week early. Don't jinx it, Mangler. <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, guys, that is a wrap on this week's episode. And as always, you can find us on social media. Just search Pesca Podcast. And, of course, we've got our web store going with shirts and koozies. You can check that out at festivepodcast.bigcartel.com. And if you are ready to have a festive holiday weekend, then go ahead and click subscribe, share with your friends, buy your friends a listen to Pisgah t-shirt, water bottle, koozie, whatever it takes, and until the new year, thank you for listening to Pisgah. We'll see you guys next week. Merry Christmas, Mangler. Merry Christmas, Drew.